0: Been taken. It's time we take our power back and we rescue our people. The Vatican and the bankers are like Resident Evil. They may have had the greatest plan that was ever concocted, but Illuminati never thought that they'd ever be spotted. They're manufacturing reality all in our heads. They tell us if the earth is flat, then we'll fall off the edge. But if it is a spinning ball, we won't fall off it then. And gravity is our imaginary magic friend. Why is water always flat when unmanipulated? Why are pictures of the earth computer generated? Why are you lying to us, man? That's something that we want to know. After that, you're going to have to pass. Pack up all
1: your stuff and go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flat Earth Podcast. I'm Curious Jay, alongside me, Dave, from deep inside the rabbit hole. Once again, time for another hour or so of Flat Earth Audio. Dave, what's happening, my man? Hey, man, it's doing
2: great today. <laughs> an hour or so, we're going to have to start saying an hour and a half or two hours.
1: <laughs> you're right, you're right. We, um, it, but, it's, but that's a good thing as far as what i can tell from the audience feedback that we've gotten because um you know a lot of them we're asking for longer right when we started this thing off all right so yeah let's talk uh, first off on a few videos that happened in the last week or so you put out an incredible video just a couple minutes long what was the total running time on that uh nasa video two minutes
2: and 20 seconds
1: yeah that's a powerful two minutes and 20 seconds and great music might i add
2: yeah, so I uh, I had found this clip of uh, these... I thought it was just a kid, kids doing it on their own, but I found out later that it was a uh, television show where they're on the International Fake Station, and he's flipping a pen around in the air, and it looked as good as what we see on the space station. So I said, hey, I'm going to make a great video out of this. The clip was l- literally six seconds long. I was going to make a six-second video, and... You know, an hour later, I'm up to two uh, two minutes and 20 seconds. But all of the clips just kind of fell into place for me. And then I, I put it together. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. I need to find some music. I I searched the web for some new music. And literally the first page that came up that had a million songs on it, the first song I clicked was that music. And it fit perfectly. Yeah,
1: it worked really, really well. Uh, showing the, the glitches in there in their green screen technology that happens every now and then. And then uh, the kicker was the guy with the pen, like you said. And, you know, even if it did come from, what do you call it? Big Bang Theory or one of those TV shows. The point being is, is he wasn't in space and he's flipping the pen around just like they do to us all the time with their little objects in space. And I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it really hit home. If you guys haven't seen it, check out the D-I-T-R-H
2: channel for that. It's the only, that clip, uh, you know, the fact that I thought it, didn't realize it was from a television show is the only thing that the trolls can grab onto. So they're really hammering me on it. But that's all right. You know, it, it just shows, you know, hey, you know, they did it in a Hollywood studio. So what? right? You know. So what uh, is it in space? Yeah, So yeah,
1: the exact and and you know I, I read one commenter who said, well, just because this guy did it or just because they did it with a green scene doesn't mean the ISS. Is. No, of course it doesn't. We're not saying that, but <laughs> hello, we're trying to show that what they do and what they show us, all their little tricks with their bubbles and their floating tennis rackets and guitars and everything else, it, it can be done without being in space. And in fact, if you ask
2: us, it certainly is. I did upload it directly to Facebook. So it automatically plays when somebody sees it. And uh, that is getting thousands of views and hundreds of shares. So that, that one's really making a difference. I even had some uh, friends in my personal life make comments today. They're like, yeah, you know, NASA is, is faking stuff, you know, and they've never commented on it, commented on flat earth before. So Um, I encourage anybody that likes that video or another short one to start posting these on your personal, personal social media, your Facebook page, because people that have no idea that Flat Earth is a thing will see something like this. And you're not saying anything bad. You're just saying, hey, something's screwy going on here.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And on another note, both of us came up with a couple of ideas to break the Flat Earth ice to people. Or to get closet flat earthers out of the closet, you go first because I thought yours was incredible. The the idea, the the email thread you sent to me the other day.
2: Oh yeah, whenever I order something online, you know whether it's eBay or Amazon or or whatever, most of the time you get a communication back either from customer service or you know from the company. And whenever I have any kind of correspondence with 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 something like that somebody that I'll ne- probably never talk to again i end the, i end my sentence you know at the end of my email i put research flat earth you know and i put a link to our podcast yeah you and, and 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 that's it you know you just send it back and and it it um it makes a difference yeah
1: when you sent me the you forwarded me the thread and i was reading through it and i was like it was obvious you were getting technical support with something. And I'm like, what is he sending me? it Was this a mistake? And then it finally, it hit me. I saw the last one in the thread, Research Flatter, and then I was like, wow, that's genius. Great idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, it plants a seed that they can't get out of their head if you give them a good link and they happen to click on it and watch it um, or listen to it, as as uh, I was suggesting with our podcast. Uh, there's no uh, turning back.
1: Yeah, and it, and like you say, it's, it's, it's perfect because it's a total stranger on the other end of that email. So you don't have to worry about... Being embarrassed or, or you know, scared to say something about it or whatever—that's that's just perfect. Great, great way to to break that ice and and to spread the word.
2: I also, when I was having problems, when I had my uh, deep inside the rabbit hole website. I uh, was having problems with it being hacked, and we were we were on uh, with with GoDaddy customer service and the person really has to dig into the site and every time we would do that, the person would start asking questions you know what's this flat earth stuff and and we would get into it, and other people around them would gather around and we'd hear them talking and they'd they'd start asking questions and one time when we were having tons of problems, we had to call back you know several days in a row. Um, one day we called back and we could hear the people. I, I heard the people in the background like, oh, it's it's the flat earth guys. It's deep inside the rabbit hole guys. And that we blew up the whole office. So they all know. And we encourage them. Like, listen, when we're done with this, thanks for fixing the site. When you go home tonight, and you have some time. Why don't you peruse a little bit and watch some of the videos? Very interesting. And uh, we know that we're waking up tons of people that way.
1: Yeah, so that that's a great idea for everybody out there listening. Uh, for those of you who want to figure out how to spread the word without, Im- you know, or if you're too embarrassed to say something, that, that is a perfect way to do it. Send them a link, and um, it, again, it's total strangers. So there's no risk. And then, you know, I just received in the mail today uh, the two hats that I ordered. I'm going to send you one of them this week. It, it's a black hat, and it just simply says on it eight inches times miles squared. You know, it's one of those deals to to basically draw the flat earther the secret flat earthers out there to draw them out of the closet a little bit, you know, to get them to come to you and say, "Hey, what's up with that?" you know? so I Because think, the, the the only people that are going to know what that
2: means are people who've looked into this. Well, you're going to have two things. One, it'll pull it'll it'll signal to another flat earther, you know, they'll they'll see it and know what it is. But it's also going to get people that have no idea what it is to look give you a strange look and ask you a question. So that's why I think you should uh you should the hat should come with either Google Google Glass or a little a little camera in it, so you can capture these interactions that you're going to have with these bewildered people. Like, why are you wearing that? Formula yeah, what's up on your with head?
1: that? Yeah, what's up with the formula? Yeah, and then you know, I guess I'll have to have the phone ready to record um, <laughs> the, the conversations that are sure to uh, follow when they see the hat. I can't wait to wear that around town. But you know, it just goes to show you. Um, I was looking through the the statistics for the podcast the other day. And there's a new system on SoundCloud that allows you to, you know, look at the different cities and countries that are downloading your podcast and take, for example, the city of Los Angeles, for instance, there are hundreds of people that are downloading this podcast every single episode, right? And yet, you know, for the meetup that they had recently in this area I was I was looking on one of the channels the other day and I think the attendance was like 20 to 30 or something like that which is a great crowd for a meetup but it just goes to show you that the people who are out of the closet are still a very small portion of the people who are in the closet
2: yeah absolutely when it comes to flat earth yeah for sure you know there's always you, you only get a small sampling of people that will say something tip of the iceberg you know, there, we have uh, getting to the reviews on iTunes, you know, ignoring the trolls who have organized a, a, a barrage, you know, giving us single stars. Um, we know that there's a lot of people that love this show, but very few of them leave a rating Yep, um, because people like to be quiet. You know, when uh, when I listen to Richie from Boston, he makes the same comment. He goes, ah, oh, fifteen hundred people watching and only two hundred likes. Right. Pe- people are, are, are just in the closet quietly watching
1: yep that's right and speaking of the reviews it's hilarious because still uh, to this day uh, the people who have been leaving reviews we want to say thank you first of all but second of all i want to say that it's it's hilarious because you can literally chart every time a, a new positive review is added the trolls come along and add a negative review and if you actually read them it is so obvious they don't even listen to the show <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep. you know people <laughs>
1: quoting us uh, with things we didn't we've never even said
2: Amazing, it, yeah, it, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, I spoke with Robbie from Celebrate Truth today, who's uh, helping to orchestrate the Flat Earth Conference, and he wanted to let me. Uh, he wanted me to let everyone know that currently, right now, you can, you know, as the tickets are sold out, you can get the live stream pass for the early bird special. It's I think it's seventeen dollars to be able to stream both days of that event and then after october 15th that'll go up to 27 dollars. so if you can't make it to the flat earth conference and you want to stream the event which i highly recommend um now's the time to do it
2: order it before october 15th fantastic and, and by doing that you're really supporting the flat earth movement if that's a thing you know you're helping people spread the word the conference is about spreading the word and getting people to come out of the closet. And uh, and by supporting the by supporting it, one you're getting content that you want cheaper than going to a movie, and you're helping uh, helping the word get out because it's not free to do all the stuff. Even though you and I are doing it for free. Yep,
1: exactly. <laughs> Which reminds me of one of the reviews that said that we were money grabbing charlatans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever.
2: <laughs> hey, another video I want to talk about. Jaron from Jaronism put out a, a video um, explaining this laser experiment he's going to do. Did you see it?
1: Yes. Yes. He actually explained it to me a, a couple months ago, and then I watched the video and um, does a great job of explaining it. And I am really, really looking forward to that
2: experiment. Yeah, that's going to be. He's using you know lasers and a theatolite which is you know the big argument. You use a theatolite that proves that the Earth. Is uh, curved, says every surveyor, um, but he is going to either prove the Earth is curved or prove that the Adelites don't tell you what you're really seeing.
1: Yes, correct. Um, uh, also, th- in the last week or so, uh, Mr. Thrive and Survive has been dropping some really uh, good videos as well.
2: What uh, I did not see, which ones?
1: Just ever since the eclipse, you know, he's he's, uh, he's had several on about the eclipse. He's had a, a really good one on submarines and how submarines and the way that they float using buoyancy and that sort of thing, kind of like the opposite of an, uh, of an airplane, proves flat Earth, that they are not cruising along in the ocean on a spherical ball. A really good video, uh, about 20 minutes long by Mr. Thrive and Survive.
2: Okay, I will be linking all of these videos. We're going to have lots of links in this week's uh, Facebook post, but they'll, uh, they'll be there.
1: Yeah, that'll definitely be worth it. And I believe we have a, a speak pipe from someone named Chucky that we can listen to. Fire it up.
3: Hey, guys, I'm actually a flat earther already, and I came across your channel just today. And I've heard a couple of your um, podcasts already. And I don't have any questions, but I do have something I do want to contribute I took two photos on two different occasions, and the moon was very, very clearly in front of the clouds. And I've also been watching the stars. I mean, how do people not know this? How do people not see this? I've been watching the stars over my head, the same constellations, for nearly seven months without any variance. How is that possible on a globe model? I find it hard to understand how people cannot see this. It's so in our faces, it's so obvious. And I'm more than willing to share that photo that I said. I have the picture of the moon. It's clearly in front of clouds. I have a picture and a video, actually. Two separate occasions, two separate times. I just want to say love your guys' work, keep up the work, and spread the truth. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you, Chucky, for that message via SpeakPipe. So the moon in front of the clouds. We've seen lots of photos and videos with that, which appear to show the moon or the sun uh, in front of the clouds. Dave, how do you respond to
2: that? you know that's a such a heated uh, topic of discussion um with the sun the sun's so bright that it'll look like it's in front of a tree if you if you look at it right you know with branches going in front of it but i am not disagreeing with him because i really believe that the as i've said many times on the show that the sun and the moon that we are seeing are not physical and what whatever is projecting them for lack of a better word um is placing them in a position relative to where we are, which is rather close. Can that render in front of the clouds? I'm I'm thinking it, it could. Some people get very upset at that. I know that uh, Jaren has some serious issues with that, but uh, that's okay. I don't mind uh, disagreeing with Jaren.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's because I guess with the sun, I can probably take – you know, I can probably accept the excuse of the brightness of the sun is drowning out certain sections of the cloud, which make it appear to be in front. Uh, with the moon, it's a little tougher to accept that explanation to me. And it makes me, again, lean towards, you know, a projection of some sort or something that is, is maybe just local
2: to the observer. So here's a thought I had today. As you're looking at things, you know, like a mountain or whatever, farther and farther into the distance, it gets harder and harder to see because you're looking through all that atmosphere and it drowns it out. It, it, you know, it basically becomes sky and you can no longer see. But then when you turn something like the sun, the sun can power through it a lot farther because it's, it's so bright. But when it comes to the moon, uh, especially when it's a you know, crescent moon, And you can see the rest of the moon when it's on the horizon or when it's first, you know, coming into view. um, That should be on a flat Earth or a ball Earth very far away looking through the most atmosphere. But you can still see it just as clear as it is when it's overhead, which is, you know, exponentially less atmosphere that you're looking through because you're looking straight up into thinner and thinner, clearer and clearer air as opposed to across it. And the only way that, you know, that that adds weight towards my theory that when we're seeing this projected, you know, sun relative to our position, that it's not far away at all, that when it comes into our view, uh, it's not that much farther than it is when it's over our heads. Right. It's projected closer. It's yeah, it comes in relative to our view um, much closer than, than we think, because if it was, you know, 3000 miles away or a thousand miles away, how would we see it through a thousand miles of atmosphere? It would be dulled out, right? Yeah,
1: no, it totally would. But it's, 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 uh, alive and well, I mean, it is, I mean, you, you know, last night, for instance, it was a full moon and it was, um, just in so incredibly detailed. It was unbelievable. And then when you factor in just like, like you just said, how much atmosphere and haze should be between us and that. Yeah. Something just does not add up.
2: And, and then th- this brings into, um, you know, the big argument there's, there's people like I believe, and I believe you're on the same camp that the sun does a circle around us going around a center point that we call the North star, uh, that, you know, the North pole, um, other people believe that it goes straight, you know, on the Pac Man map or whatever you want to call call it, because when they do all kinds of time lapse measurements, it sure looks straight. Although sometimes it looks curved, and I've measured some of those time lapses, and I see that there is a curve. But you know, that curve could be due to perspective. But if we're seeing it rendered like I am starting to think it is, um, we're only seeing a short distance. Um, across that map so that circle it's such a short distance that we actually see the moon that you couldn't tell if it was curved it would essentially be straight does that make sense
1: yeah it totally does um reminds me of uh, one of the callers on a, on a recent mark Sargent show brought up a quote and i when he said it i was like "Hmm, i need to google that and check it out uh, by erwin shapiro he, he's an astrophysicist f- with the harvard smithsonian center And the quote that he had was, the best possible explanation for the moon is observational error. The moon doesn't exist. He goes on to say the moon is bigger than it should be, apparently older than it should be and much lighter in mass than it should be. It occupies an unlikely orbit and is so extraordinary that all existing explanations for its presence are fraught with difficulties and none of them could be considered remotely watertight pretty profound quote from uh from somebody on the on the mainstream science side of things absolutely all right so when we come back from the break we've got a very special guest joining us you're not going to want to miss it stay tuned in just a second
3: has been paid
4: for by the Flat Earth Podcast.
1: You want to leave a digital voicemail for us? Head over to the flatearthpodcast.com and click on the blue link that reads, got a question? Send us a message.
2: You can do it from your iPhone or from your computer. First time you do it on your cellular phone, you'll have to download a little app. But after that, you can leave us all kinds of messages. If you want to be anonymous, you can make up a name, make up an email address. We don't care. We just want to hear what you have to say. We'll do our best to play or answer these questions and comments on future episodes right here on the Flat Earth Podcast. Download the
1: Speakpipe app and check us out at the flatearthpodcast.com
5: The Flat Earth Podcast.
1: If you're watching this audio on YouTube right now, and you're not familiar with the world of podcasting,
2: There's a far better way to listen to the Flat Earth Podcast each and every week. Think of it like your TiVo or your DVR is to your television. You subscribe to whatever show that you like. Whenever a new episode comes out, it records it, downloads it, and notifies you that there's a new episode for easy listening anywhere. Another great feature on... Most podcast players is you could speed up if you want to hear stuff even faster, or more importantly, it has a jump back and jump forward 30 seconds so you could skip annoying announcements like this.
1: We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and so many more. If we're not on your favorite podcast app, send us a message and let us know to make sure we will be. The Flat Earth Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest with us on the show. Someone that we've been trying to get lined up since we started this program, but we had problems making our schedules all work out. Well, it's finally happening. The planets are all lined up, so to speak. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> and we have had a lot of requests via email, speak pipe, for us to kind of back up and cover some of the basics on flat earth for people who are just joining the podcast who haven't done 16 to 24 months of research. You know, what is this all about type thing? And I think this is a great show to have our guest on because he's produced one of the videos that we always recommend for first timers. And that is the 21 questions for flat earth. So not that right, Dave,
2: this was uh, supposed to be our second and possibly double show third podcast. Uh, You know, numbers, numbers two and three were supposed to be ODD, reality uh, going over the 21 questions
1: that's right so without further ado let's get him on here odd are you there with us yes i am how's it going
0: man it's going awesome great to have you bro excellent thanks man i've been looking forward to this as well
2: and also n- don't forget that uh with at the conference we uh uh have our billboard the which is featuring odd's 21 questions uh you know as a first place to go look if you're hearing about flat earth for the first time
1: Yeah. Did you know you struck gold when you came up with the idea for that video?
2: Yeah. The other thing about that video
0: that I like is that it's a community thing. I I, I, I gave the idea out on all my social media accounts and I asked people to contribute. I already had the questions. So I wrote all the questions down and I said, send me your answers to these questions. And then I combined everybody's answers, um, took what was good. You know, some of them, some of the things were not so good. So I left that out of course, but, uh, a combined mixture of a lot of people's different uh, views did really add up to a good video.
1: Man, I tell you what, it and it covers like everything that you could hope for. You know what I mean? It really does. It's it is so in line with what exactly what so many people
2: ask right away. When I'm when I'm talking with people that are new to Flat Earth, you know, you have your closed-minded globers that just refuse to hear anything, but then when somebody is like, "Okay, wait a minute. This is crazy, but" Where's the edge where, you know, and they start, they start going through the questions. And of course we don't have time to do, you know, to go through that with everybody. So I was like, watch this video and get back to me. That video single-handedly for me has converted more people than every other technique combined.
0: That's excellent. That's what I was hoping for. I really wanted to really wanted to get the basics down into one, you know, Really nice video, and I didn't care how long it was, but it turned out to be about two minutes per question. So we got 21 questions, and it's 42 minutes long. Came out pretty good.
2: So let's uh, let's go through the questions one by one, and we'll we'll touch on on them. Um, there's a, I think I forget which one it is, but there's a couple in there that we might have some new information uh, that that might need to be adjusted. So when we get to them, let's see how that goes. How's that sound, ODD? Absolutely, that sounds great so the we'll just start the number one question and uh, and I love it when somebody asks because they're thinking because if you don't ask these questions, you're not thinking right? So the first question is where is the edge and uh, and and I blame the Flat Earth society for for that because everyone is was shown that ridiculous picture of the earth with water flowing over the edge, and that has made people not look into flat earth
0: yes, that's one of the biggest things for me to try to convey to people as well. It's, uh, you know, what I notice people doing most often is they take the globe and they replace it. So all the same circumstances still apply. It's still in space. It's still floating around. Stuff is still orbiting. You know, it's all, all they do is take the globe, turn it into a disk. And so there has to be an edge in that model. And um, what I try to let, let people know is, you know, th- there may not be an edge. We're motionless. We don't know where we're sitting. But as far as an edge goes, uh, maybe the barriers of where we're at in our pond, yeah, we could speculate that Antarctica is the
2: circle rim around us, and we don't know what's beyond that. Yeah, that, that's really a good point. When people think of the flat disk you know, in space, everything else is the same. All the other planets are giant rocks. All the suns and stars are giant suns. Um, and, and how can we be flat? That's where people go when they're really not thinking. And the truth is that whether you believe in the infinite plane, semi-infinite plane, maybe slightly long plane, or the enclosed world, it is a flat, expansive plane. Is that an easy way to say it? Sure.
1: I think that question number one, where's the edge? I I really think that it's just another one of those that shows how strong indoctrination is because – I think we'll all remember, no matter what school we went to, at some point in school learning that the ancients thought the earth was flat and that they would fall off the edge. We were fed this notion of the edge at such a young age, and it proves it when you talk to people about this idea for the first time, and the first thing they ask is, where's the edge?
0: Yeah, how come no one's taken a picture of the edge? (laughs) Right, right. Well,
2: I hate it when I hear that because there's so many pictures of the shoreline of Antarctica. That is the edge as far as the edge of the world that we're allowed to explore. Sure,
0: that's the edge of the edge. If there's an edge beyond that, that's only if there's an edge beyond that.
2: All right, let's go to number two, Dave. Where does the sun go if the earth is flat? Now, number one is a, is a great question, easy to answer, lots of ways to explain it. Number two jumps to one of the toughest ones, I think. But there's, there, there, are ex- there are many answers for it. Sure. To me, it's
0: one of the most important because it's uh, one that I struggled with for months, six months, maybe. And uh, that's one thing that kept me on the ball for a while there. So I really wanted to tackle that one. I thought that was important. Um,
2: How do you explain it? What's your elevator pitch uh, for uh, where does the sun go on a flat earth? Because the sun is smaller,
0: And much more closer, it's able to leave our point of view due to perspective as it travels and circuits the flat plane, which is also much more expansive, um, you know, because you're taking a ball and then you're flattening it out. So you have more more, uh, surface area. So the sun being smaller and closer, it's able to come into your view and leave your view, although it's the same height the entire time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those that definitely sometimes requires a visual, you know, like whether you can give it to them or talk them through it, you know, picture, picture the Petri dish or picture the, uh, uh a pizza and, you know, the crust is your quote unquote edge and then go up a little bit off the pizza. I, you know, you almost have to create the visual when explaining it. I
2: find there's, there's a lot of factors, you know, perspective, you know, anything that's a, uh, A quarter of an inch above your eye level will eclipse the sun over over distance, and and people don't realize how perspective works. And I've done a lot of videos on it, and I'm still trying to understand what the sun is. You know, I've I've recently come to the opinion, in my humble opinion, that the sun that we see is not physical; it is a projection, uh, for lack of a better word. But if you if you just think of one of my favorite videos that really has helped a lot of people and myself. Because if you think of a a white fluffy cloud above your head, it's directly above your head and you got to look, tilt your head back up to see it. But when it's 20 miles away, you're looking straight across the flat land or the flat water to see that same cloud at the same height. And that line from your eyes to that cloud from your point of view looks parallel to the ground. Right. But if somebody is standing under that cloud and can see the line from my eyes to that cloud, that looks like a very steep line going from 10,000 feet down to my eyes. Yep. Yep. I use. Which one is real? Yeah.
1: I use the hotel hallway. I I find myself going to that a lot when I'm explaining to someone step out of your hotel room, look down the hallway and picture it going forever. Right. And every six feet, there's a, a light in the hall on the ceiling and what do you think that 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 row of lights is going to do it's going to get lower and lower and lower as it goes but is it setting you know is it going down no it's just the way your eyes work i use that one all the time
0: yeah that's perfect that the first time i saw
2: that was actually in a deep inside the rabbit hole video i thought that was clever there you go i'm uh Working on another sunset video, I've been using uh, my drone to get some great sunset footage. So we just need some clear nights. And each time I film it, I see something else. Uh, It's just the the amount of information coming out now. You know, when you look at things with new eyes, you can see new things. Sure. I mean, look at the work that was done. I think I mentioned it on the last show. Look at the work that was done by everyone on the solar eclipse stuff. I mean, it's just coming out every day. It's unbelievable. Alright, let's go to question number three. What's underneath the flat earth? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> my, favorite. Yeah, my favorite. When too. somebody <laughs> comes to me, I go I go it's a turtle standing on an elephant. That's it. And I walk away. Duh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. What's wrong uh, with you?
1: Don't
0: you read? <laughs> again, this question stems from people replacing the globe with a flat disc, so there has to be an underneath like the other side of a quarter. But yeah. In all reality we don't know there there may not be there may not be an underneath based on the fact that whatever we 're sitting on whatever's keeping us motionless yeah wherever we're at you know i mean it doesn't there could be it could be infinitely going downward as well like um it's just funny people expect you to know this and I would most of us will readily
2: admit we don't know you know how how are we to know what's underneath I father? always use the example that the deepest hole ever dug was in Russia and it was about it's about eight miles deep and they can't get any deeper no matter what they do right yeah when it comes to like the earth sciences like I just you know early on in my
1: research with this stuff and, and this is a perfect example I I just found it so much easier to uh, it's so much more appealing to me when a side of the argument just says, I don't know. Whereas mainstream science just can't say that to anything. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like they just have to have an answer, even if it's one they just made up with no uh, evidence of like something like a penumbra, you know, no proof of that, but they just pull it out of their ass rather than say, I don't know. It's like, I would almost have more, uh, more trust or more respect for them if they, if they simply said, we don't know.
0: That's true. And it's because of that, that flat Earth proponents are expected to have all the answers for the questions. All the answers, that's right. Com- coming from the globe Earth proponents. Like, if we don't
2: have an answer, then our, then the Earth's not flat, you know? So it, Yeah. The reason we can't dig down deeper is because the Earth is a pizza. When you get through the pizza, you hit the metal tray, <laughs> and we just can't get through it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and one thing that I think it's important, when someone asked me that question about... Um, what's underneath. And I'd say, I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I think it's important to really quickly let the person know that neither does science as far as the globe goes. We've been told they know. We've been given that diagram in the textbooks with the core and the mantle and the crust, but no one knows that. That's never been known. No one's been down there.
2: That story is just ridiculous because we're told there's a molten metal core that's magnetic and nobody can prove, no one can show that there's anything can be magnetic when it's molten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I pointed out a few weeks back, iron loses its, uh, its, its uh, what do you call it? It's magnetic properties at a certain temperature uh, that is way lower than the supposed temperature of the molten core of the earth. So, yeah,
2: um, it's all conjecture. It's just guesses. Number four. What about ships and boats disappearing over the horizon? Which is uh, always comes up as one of the first four that people ask. I love the order that you put them in too, because it's pretty much I've had people ask in this exact order. Yep, and it's fantastic. It really is. <laughs> no one's got all twenty one. It's kind of like the uh, NB the 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 basketball you know the college basketball series. If somebody could guess all twenty one oh, yeah. in a row, <laughs> yeah, right in the right in the right order would yeah. be fantastic. Yeah.
1: Well, this is pretty close.
2: <laughs> this
0: one makes me wish I lived near the ocean so I could actually go out every day and film get new footage of ships not disappearing over the horizon, but uh, I've had to stick with what I have seen and that's people bringing back in the ships and the boats with their uh, ultra zoom cameras like P900s or or whatever, but it would be nice to to live near the ocean, so I could get all a lot more of this footage myself.
2: So I do live. I live on the Long Island Sound, which is actually a very good place um, to do it because from my beach, I can look straight down the sound out to the ocean, which is you know seventy five miles away uh, before you're out of the sound. And the the sound will give us very calm conditions on certain days. But I can tell you that you know the temperature, the humidity level um the the wind all of those things affect what you can see so sometimes i can see a building and sometimes the entire building is gone and you know that right there to me proves that curvature isn't the answer because curvature would be consistent consistent right. it changes from day to day um I, there was, and i have a new rule it's never leave home without your p900 because i went down to the beach for an early early spring walk early in the day and it was perfectly calm it was early in the season there wasn't any boats out on the water and there was zero humidity and with my naked eye i could see montauk point uh which is for me is 65 miles away and i was maybe 10 feet above the water. Wow. And i could see this land with my naked eye and the tallest point on montauk is 90 feet tall. It would have been a half a mile over the curvature and i couldn't and and that was early spring there hasn't been another day like that since. Ugh. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny about the argument with the uh the distance pictures is it it makes me want to beat my head against the wall because i I find that so often, uh, rarely do you find a, a, a globe proponent that will actually argue these photos or try to explain these these videos and photos. Instead, what they do is produce one that does show obstruction. I'm not going to say curvature, but obstruction, and it's the equivalent of like, yeah. I don't know if I've used this on the on the podcast before, Dave. But if I if I found a bird that in my backyard that flies right, and it. Lo and behold, it lands and I look at it and it doesn't have wings. And I take this into the bird scientist, the uh, ornithologist, and I present him with a bird that is literally flying across the room but doesn't have wings. Obviously, science would need to question the whole wings being the reason they fly thing, right? But imagine instead that the scientist said, Well, that's great, but look, come here, let me show you. I've got the exact same bird, I've got one over here, and he does fly with wings. Well, great. But all you did was reaffirm your your going theory, but I'm sitting here showing you a bird without wings flying. And that's how I look at this curvature argument. When it comes to these photos and these videos of things in a distance, I never see science or globe proponents trying to explain why we see or why we can see these things. They just use the words like refraction or atmosphere. But whereas on the other side, the flat earth side, look at what Rob Skiba did where he showed the experiment that can actually explain their side it can explain why there's obstruction so you know i just find it ridiculous i always want to beat my head against the wall when it comes to this argument because i don't think they're doing their job i think they're just ignoring the evidence and showing us oh well here's a picture where you can see curvature slash obstruction
2: for those of you that don't know the rob skiba experiment i will link it under this when this posts on our facebook page uh, check it out if you haven't seen it he shows using you know atmospheric magnification how the bottoms of buildings disappear and it works perfectly in my opinion absolutely
1: yeah which which by the way science or the globe proponents have yet to show any type of experiment where you can see something beyond a curve you know show me I mean, of course they could probably show you the what is it the inverted mirage where you see the uh, the thing getting inverted yeah but no one can show me i mean that's the equivalent of, of being able to see around a corner And no one can show you how you do it.
2: Nobody's done a really good video for a rudimentary video about um, how our eye can't see something that's less than 0.02 degrees in in width. So when something gets that far away where it's less than 0.02 degrees, it's invisible to our eye. But when you zoom in with a camera, it comes right back into view. So things that are there, our, our eye cannot see it. And nobody really explains that well um, to people that have no idea.
3: Yeah. That make
0: sense. <laughs> sure does.
2: So wait, there's also another video, which I'm going to link. And uh, you guys have seen this where somebody did a time lapse over a lake across to uh, there was a buildings and a beach. And just during the day with the temperature changes, the buildings, you know, were completely ver- visible. The beach was visible. Then half the buildings were gone back and forth. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I have. That is that is the most telling video right there that, you know, atmospheric conditions dictate tell you how far see. you dictate how far you can see and how much. Of, I think
1: that was Rob who did that one also.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people use it. Jaron has it. Um, I'll find it and I will post that uh, under this and uh, on the Facebook page. Getting to the next question. And I actually have I think that we shouldn't even answer it. What. About all the pictures Of the earth And I just posted a video By the Flat Earth Man And I think we should play that As the answer Oh, that'd be great (laughs) Oh, the uh, Yeah (laughs) The Flat Earth Man? Boom Insert Insert Flat Earth Man song
4: Here (laughs) A friend of mine once told me To do a search online Search for photos of Earth, he said. This shit will blow your mind. So I opened up the Google and I looked for photos of Earth. a lot of photos came up. He said, click on the first. He said, that's the famous blue marble that everybody's seen. We've seen this photo a thousand times upon our TV screen. But let me tell you something about that famous shot. It's not a photo at all, man was made in photoshop cause there ain't no photographs about
5: somebody tell me why they're all just photoshop cartoons they're all just cgi no photographic proof of a code no none at all why the hell can't no one take a photo of this ball
4: he was got there right well, that shit did blow my mind cause i thought the blue marble was a photo all this time well, don't you think that's strange? He, he said suspiciously. Now, well, the fact that it ain't a photo seems pretty weird to me. I mean, the most important photo that man could ever take. This huge, iconic image turns out to be a fake. Well, I couldn't quite believe it, man. I, I was pretty shocked. I needed further proof that this photo's Photoshopped. He said, look up Robert Simmons, he made that cartoon ball. He's the guy you should research, he works for NASA and all. He openly admits that it's all just artistry. He said, and I quote, it's photoshopped, but it has to be. There ain't no photographs, about
5: somebody tell me why. They're all just photoshopped cartoons, they're all just CGI. No."
4: Every photo of the Earth is artist trickery. All the photos on Google, man, are as fake as fake can be. Download all the photos and put them side by side. Compare all the continents, they're each a different size. Compare all the colors, each globe a different shape. If all of these were photos, man, they should look the goddamn same. Where's the continuity? There's none, no, none at all. All that NASA gives us is a bunch of cartoon balls cause there ain't no photographs about. somebody tell me why They're all
5: just Photoshop cartoons They're all just CGI No photographic proof of a code, no none at all Why the hell can't no one
4: take a photo of
5: this ball?
4: Now we're supposed to have this telescope, right? That's flying past the stars Taking beautiful photos of Jupiter and Mars. Well, I've got a small suggestion now, so here's something you can do. Point that thing up planet Earth and take a shot or two because there should be goddamn thousands of photos of where we live. But Hubble ain't taken one. That's suspicious, don't you think? We got all these fancy pictures of spinning galaxies. But not one goddamn photo of the earth for us to see, cause There ain't no photographs about somebody,
5: tell me why They're all just photoshop cartoons, they're all just CGI No photographic proof of a cold, no none at all Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this ball? There ain't no photographs about somebody, tell me why I'll just Photoshop cartoons, or all just CGI? No photographic proof of a clone? No, none at all. Why the hell can't no one take a photo of this ball?
2: And there you go. <laughs> How awesome is that? <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? Why? What about the pictures? Then what was said in the lyrics of that song? Odd? Nope he covered them there's no pictures of the earth
1: yeah that's it case closed moving on
2: (laughs) um all right number six why are the other planets round oh i hear this all the time odd why don't you start give us uh give us what do you say when people ask that i would love to um The thing
0: is, is we've been deceived into thinking that we live on a planet because what you see in the sky, you can consider them planets, but the whole deception is, is they, they've taken the earth underneath our feet and said, this is also a planet, but what a planet actually is, is a wandering star. And you could look that up in the etymology of planet on etymology.com. You type in planet, it'll say, uh, the ancients, considered the seven planets yada 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 and the thing is is even the sun and moon are considered planets to the ancients so it's pretty much anything you see in the sky that was a luminary that was going against the grain of the stars the stars are all you know they're they're um what how do you say uniform uniform they're all fixed and uniform, they do the same thing, they go in the same direction. You look at other planets, they're they're doing their own thing. They all do their own thing compared to the stars. So, yeah, that's the deception. They've taken the word planet, added it to they get we're on a plane, so they added a T to it. We're living on a planet now, but we actually live on a plane, and the other things you do see are planets, but planets are actually by definition
2: wandering stars. My favorite line is The only thing that we know about planets are is what Disney and NASA has told us, and I'm not sure which one is more credible. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's it's really
1: hard.
2: Sorry, it's really hard for you know new people to this awakening to drop all of the indoctrination of what planets are. Every movie, you know, you see the spinning globe, and there, there we have so many. Things, you know, ideas about planets and aliens and planets circling suns. And, you know, they're discovering new planets all the time. And it's hard to to re- to con- even to what's the word above for to to fathom that authorities, you know, if that's what you want to call them, are lying to us on such a grand scale. Yep. Yep. It's hard to even entertain the
1: idea for a lot of people because. Again, I think I said this one other time, but it's, it's like me telling you that your mom's not your mom. I mean, it's the one thing that's been around in your life that's been constant since you were a baby. The Earth is around. The planet's are around. Space is infinite. You know, all that stuff was taught to us at such a young age. And it's, it's really tough for a lot of people to even entertain the idea of anything else.
0: Yeah. Lifetime indoctrination.
2: Number seven, what about satellites? and GPS, somebody on one of my uh, videos made a comment and said, your stupid flat earth models, satellites don't even work on it. Therefore, the earth is a ball. No. <laughs> you're really missing the, you're and, missing the picture here, and bud. It's just like, wow, can you please go watch <laughs> ODD's 21 <laughs> Questions and then come back to me? Yeah, it's, they, it's <laughs> interesting. They, I mean, they admit,
0: you know, Google admits that they drive around little cars on the street with their camera on top. And that's how they get a lot of the stuff for Google Earth it, when you zoom in. And as far as having images from um, uh, high altitude, of course, that could be high altitude planes and drones and even balloons. But what's really telling is there's a I found this story from 2010 where they talk about this airplane drone called uh, Argus. Have you guys heard of Argus? I I have. Tell me more. Argus is like this. It's got the most high definition. It's like something like 8000 pixels by you know, something like that. It's up there. It's pa- It's past 4K. Uh, and 4K is whats is what we're getting now is the highest definition for YouTube videos and movies and stuff like that, Blu-rays. But this camera on this Argus, it, I was blown away because I just learned about this. And Argus, A-R-G-U-S, you guys could look it up out there. It It, it has a camera that's just absolutely mind-blowingly insane when it comes to taking high definition images. So just something like that could have put together everything in Google Earth, and you know Google admits that they use uh, drones as well. So it's just absolutely hilarious that people think satellites are you know
2: the only answer when it's when we're being told about these cars and these drones. We talk about how things disappear. Uh, through atmosphere so if a satellite was taking all of these pictures where we can you know zoom in and see you know cars parked in our drive driveway everything would be washed out it wouldn't be these brilliant colored um high definition pictures no matter how many pixels because no matter how high res the camera was because you have all that atmosphere between you I, i believe that you know these google earth pictures are taken from lower than regular planes fly regular regular cruising altitude yes
0: i believe that as well
2: i think you're right because if you look at a commercial airliner from the ground when you look up at it even on a clear
1: day before it disappears like before it gets high enough to disappear what so many people will find when you film it with your p900 when you zoom in it starts to look transparent it starts to fade out that's because of all of that you know haze in the atmosphere and the same thing would happen from high above looking down the the Features of the Earth
2: would not look as clear as day as they present to us if they were seriously taking that from space. And one way you can prove this is all of the balloon footage that goes up when you when it gives you a good, clear shot down. There's a lot of stuff in the way, a lot of um, a lot of clouds and and just atmosphere just washing everything out you don't see these brilliant colors that's why when i see these you know paintings of the globe from outer space the colors just make me laugh they're brilliant they're brilliant you know <laughs> like brilliant uh like acrylic paint colors well, that's probably because
1: they are <laughs> <laughs>
2: And just like the song we just listened to about the pictures
0: of the Earth, the, that that guy, that guy can make a song about satellites. Like, <laughs> if you try to find a real authentic picture of a satellite, they're all cartoons. <laughs>
2: yep. All right, moving on. Number eight is outer space, even real. Another tough one for people to wrap their minds around, but odd laid on. Sure. I always like to say that, of course, what you're looking
0: at in the sky is real it's there obviously we're not saying it's a projection or that it's you know it's not there but the fact is is there's no such thing as deep space travel and what we're looking at the night skies the heavens it's not what we're told it's not space like you could go up there and head off to a different planet but so in that sense space is not real but in the sense that what you're seeing with your own eyes, that is real, if that makes any sense.
2: You know, the, there's a, the secret space program fans. They talk about the there's this what's the name of the, the, the secret space plane that flies out there for like two years at a time and comes back the RB8 or I forget when yeah, I was something a, like one, that. Yeah. The question is, you know, if it's in the vacuum of space, think about the end thrust thrusters worked in space, which they, there's nothing to push off of. What would, st- what would stabilize it? You know, an airplane has to be going a certain amount of speed for it to be able to turn. Otherwise, it just falls out of the sky. Um, but you, you have to have something to push off of. So if that thruster was a millimeter off center, or the weight in the, in the spaceship wasn't perfectly balanced, it would just go into a forever spin.
1: Yeah, I, I always tell people it's kind of like the edge question. I mean, the, um, uh, the what's under the earth? It, I, I tell people I don't know. I just know that the space that we've been taught, the, the space that we learned about in schools and that's put forward to us in all of these great science fiction movies, that's not real you know, that's not how it is. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I don't know how far the stars are, but I don't think they're trillions of miles away. I think
2: they're much closer. Like two miles, <laughs> three, Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. But you, you, what's amazing though, you put up a balloon at night and all the stars disappear. Yeah, and the yeah. higher it goes, the less stars you see, and you can see that in an airplane. When I flew to Hawaii in the middle of the night, I was looking out the plane. I was excited to really see the Milky Way, and I saw like two stars. I was, I was, and I, I just couldn't understand it, and I, I just stopped thinking about it. And we know that the air gets thinner as you go up.
1: So technically, without all of the atmospheric blocking, without all the haze,
2: shouldn't we see more? They should be clearer. Just like when you go up on a mountain, well, away from the lights, you, you see a lot of stars. But after a certain altitude, they start disappearing, which is fascinating to me. Yes, very, very strange. It's almost, it's almost like we have a filter in at some point. So when you're below that filter, you can see
0: the stars. But once you get above it, you can't see them anymore.
2: So with my time lapses of the sun... And, and I'm going to throw the stars into the same category, the more I look at it, the more I believe that it's not there, that it is, and I don't have the right words for it, but I'm seeing it render to my position, and um, it, it rises and sets very close to where I am, and wherever somebody else is, it rises and sets to them. Um, my last Sunset video I put up, P brain who's done an amazing work on perspective and and the sun how the sun rises and sets he just laid a comment um saying that he is leaning towards the same feeling and he's looking into it i'm hoping to get him on the podcast next oh that that's
0: ex yep. that's excellent let me just say that P brain was one of the really really greatest helps that i had when it came to the sun because that's that was my
1: biggest struggle for real Yeah. I've watched all of his stuff. He's got some really good things on the sun and how it works. And, and I, you know, the last person I spoke to about flat earth where I kind of introduced it to him and started talking it over with him was earlier today, in fact. And that was something that I said was that, you know, I don't have all the answers. I just, I just know that we've been lied to. I know it's not correct. And I think that's where my journey is now is it's, um, trying to figure out what these things are. I don't know that we've I don't know that we've figured out exactly what the sun is, uh, but I'm enjoying the ride trying to get there, and it's kind of my, uh, my mission now is to figure it all out.
2: Absolutely. We may never know, you know? I don't, I don't know if we have the ability to fully understand what the sun is. I, I look at it as the source of everything, information, life, energy. It all comes from the sun. I think it's conscious for sure. I am I'm with you 100%. Tell me more about that. Right.
0: Wait, I want to hear more about that. Why do you th- Why why would you say it's conscious? Well, I just think it, it it's aware, it's self-aware, it knows what's going on and it um I it's hard to explain and it sounds absolutely insane, right? But
1: uh oh, I, I I'm with you. I just I just wanted to hear more. Um I I'm not disagreeing with you at all, ODD. I'd, sure. It's 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 just one
0: of those things that it's a feeling I have and it's it's I don't have anything to back it up, but I feel
2: like I feel like it's a conscious, conscious being somehow. So so late this summer I got some sunflower seeds and I stuck them in the dirt. Okay. The dirt of this plane that we live on. And the sun was beating down on them. And within a couple of weeks, I have twelve foot high flowers, plants that are twelve feet high that came out of the dirt. All the dirt is still there. These flowers are amazing looking. Uh-huh. Where did they come from? Where did that come from? Where did all of that come from? You know, I tell the story about my cucumbers. I get a couple bushels of cucumbers out of this little circle of dirt. And then when I pull the plants out at the end of the year, all the dirt is there. You know, what did I eat? Where did it come from? I know. (laughs) All the dirt is there. Is it just photons? You know, is it is it information? You know, we are light beings. And when we eat plants that have stored, I believe plants are just stored Um for lack of a better word, photons. And 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 so that's we're eating the life that is being delivered to us from the sun. Right. I don't know if that makes that that, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. It does, it does. All right, moving on. Let's move on. Um how is circumnavigation possible on a flat earth? One of my favorites. O D D, why don't you jump in there? Yeah, so you know, circumnavigation almost People think
0: by definition it means you're going around, um, like a ball. For instance, they don't understand that you can be going around a flat surface. So it's pretty easy to you know just to let people know that you can you can go around on the flat plane just as easy as you could um, on a ball. But they think that circumnavigation it has to be on a ball. It doesn't make sense anywhere outside of the ball. But circumnavigation, by definition, just means you're going around. Like you're, you, go, you start somewhere, and then you go around, and you could very well go on a, in a circle on a flat plane
2: and still circumnavigate. So that one's fairly simple and to the point. I, there's a great video called Circumnavigation for Dummies by D-I-T-R-H, um, <laughs> which shows... <laughs> That's an awesome video. Show- yeah, thanks. Um, so we're, you know, on. Let's just talk for the, on the ball earth. On the ball earth, we're told that the North Pole is magnetic and compasses point toward the North Pole. So I have a problem with that. Compass has to be perfectly level. Um, so how does that work on a ball? But you know, the ballers will say, well, the magnetic field wraps around the ball. Um, but even on a ball, let's say you're in, uh, you know, New York, and you want to go around the world. You want to go west all the way around the world. If you think about it, you have to constantly correct your course to the north to maintain a heading of 90 degrees or 270, which is east and west. Um, Otherwise, you're going to make a full 24,000 mile loop around the ball earth, if that's a thing. So people don't realize that you even on a ball. You have to correct your course to the north to maintain your heading, and and the way I describe that is: imagine you are one hundred feet from the North Pole, and you want to head west. Right, west is a a two hundred foot diameter circle around the North Pole, um, because if you keep going straight, you're going to be heading south, even on a ball. Yes, and it works. So you know, Mark Sargent had the these captains, these ships' captains, on his show talking about. Um, You know, how when they're dead reckoning 90 degrees or 270, they constantly have to correct to the north to maintain that heading. And they thought, well, it's currents, you know, the the boat pulls one way or the other. Um, That would be true on a flat Earth and a ball Earth. Where the separation comes is when you're south of the equator. On a ball Earth, you would have to correct to the south. On a flat Earth, you'd still have to correct to the north. It would be a you know a slower correction because you'd have to travel farther before you make that correction, but that would be um, you know very strong proof if you can proof prove that you have to make that correction in the southern hemispheres. I don't know where these ships' captains were operating. I could guess that some of them were below the equator, but I do not know the that for sure. I love that video too. How you were. Uh yeah, you were going around, and you kept pointing it at the north. Well, that the, the compass wants to stay to the north, so you know, just anybody could get a compass, put it on a table, um, put the put it near, you know, put a magnet on a table, put the compass near it, so the needle's pointing towards the magnet, and then try to move the compass east or west, and you know, with that maintaining that heading, and you'll see that east and west on a ball Earth on a flat Earth is a circle. It's always going to Counter- be a circle. By, it's a circle. South is a straight line. If you go any direction on a ball earth or flat earth in a straight line, you will end up heading South.
0: Yes, indeed. Are there even South pointing compasses? I don't believe so. You would think there so, would be.
1: So, yeah, I heard that uh, recently that they actually do point South, but they're labeled North. Is that right? Anybody heard of that? No, I've read that inside of the wiki. Yeah. They actually, yeah, was, they actually touch on that. Yeah, that one kind of lost me. I was hoping you guys could explain that one to me.
0: <laughs> sure, it's just a bit strange to me that, uh, I don't know, I would think, I would figure that you could buy either or, a south-pointing compass or a north-pointing compass, but they only have north. But yeah, what you were just saying is something that, uh, it's something that we need to figure out more, but I have I have heard people talk about it, but either way, if it's pointing south or it's... a uh, using the south as a reference to point north right then you know then it doesn't really matter i suppose but no on a ball on a flat plane i don't i guess it's just not possible to have a south pole therefore it makes more sense that the north is the only magnetic
1: circumnavigation easy on a flat earth. The Flat Earth Conference 2017 takes place this November from Raleigh, North Carolina. Tickets are sold out right now, but visit their
2: website and get on the waiting list. Or just head down. There's lots of people heading down to uh, an adjacent hotel where they'll be live streaming in an auditorium and lots of uh, outside stuff happening. A big, uh, big Flat Earth hangout.
1: And if you want to contribute to the massive Flat Earth billboard that's going up down in Raleigh, North Carolina head over to the website, flatearthpodcast.com, click on the link, that sends you over to the billboard campaign.
2: The billboard is 14 feet tall by 48 feet wide. It'll be the biggest Flat Earth billboard to date. It'll be running for a month up before the, con- before the conference and ending the Sunday after the conference.
1: Head over to fe2017.com now.
2: The Flat Earth Podcast. And if you are coming down to the Flat Earth Conference in November, On Wednesday, the day before, we're gonna be kicking off the conference with a gathering at the Flat Earth billboard, which is just two and a half miles from the conference center. We're gonna have hundreds of people there. We're gonna have a drone up filming us. We're gonna be live streaming it to all of the different media across the plane. And we'll be interviewing people during it um, that'll be going out over the live stream be part of that. You don't even have to have a ticket to the show. Just join us and uh, listen for more information here on the Flat Earth Podcast. The Flat Earth Podcast.